want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing Randy Sussman from Bookbinders Seafood House to Randy's Tickets to finally land as a pioneer in the pickleball industry. PB1965 is when it was founded, and you will see his brand all over the industry. Randy, welcome to your first Halo Talks. Thank you for having me. This is great. Awesome. So, you know, you, uh, you got into this in 2016. And that's around the time that one of my uh, clients down in Naples uh, was telling me all about pickleball. Uh, I went to the U.S. Open like you did, uh, and I felt like I was in a uh, best in show, you know, kind of throwback. Uh, I think it was like Murray Feinstein, please report to court 42 uh, for your over 80, uh, you know, tournament. It will be disqualified. Um, so what gave you the, you know, the foresight to see where it is now, you know, and to basically build your network you know early on yeah so uh as you said um 2016 i went to the u.s open i had just moved to marco island florida and uh i said boy this sport looks like fun and it's for me um i purchased a paddle um i went to the courts um when the u.s open ended on a tuesday night and there were a group of about 12 of us and I said, boy, this game's a lot of fun. The toughest part about the sport is keeping score and knowing where you have to be. Right, um, right. But I immediately noticed a need for apparel. Um, I just saw folks playing in either heavy cotton shirts. I saw every now and then a few shirts that said, you know, dink responsibly or some of these kitschy shirts, which are fine for some people, but it's not something that I was going to wear. And um I just, and at the time, there were also only 250,000, 300,000 people playing this sport. And today, there are, from what the numbers read, about seven or eight million people playing this sport, and 35 to 40 million at least picked up a paddle once last year. I immediately found the need for um, pickleball apparel, just like tennis, just like lacrosse, just like any other sport. And um, I thought about it for a little while. Uh, I went to a great friend of mine who's in the industry, the apparel business in New York City, um, David Kupferberg. And David immediately said, no, you don't want to be in the apparel business. I said, no, I do. That was do. my next question. <laughs> yeah. And after, and after three times of asking Dave, he said, great. How much money are you willing to lose? <laughs> and I threw a number at him. And he said, perfect. He okay. said, this is short and sweet. So then what I did since um, Naples Pickleball Center, which is the mecca of pickleball with 65 courts, 
At the time, there were only about 16 courts, eight courts. Um, and playing in the courts there and teaching there were two the two best players in the world at the time, Kyle Yates and another woman. Her name was Simone Jardine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I immediately went up to Kyle with this idea of a clothing line. And he shared with me that he was thinking about the same thing. So I guess he liked my vision and we partnered. And uh, I guess, as they say, the rest just took on a life of its own. So we, uh, our website was up and running in December of 2019. In March of 2020, the pandemic hit. We still made it through in flying colors with our clothing line. And we started with a t-shirt and a hoodie. And it's gone to wristbands, to uh, hats, to visors, to shorts, to skorts, and everything in between. So when you think about the brand... Um, you know, and every brand has, you know, something that, that people think about right away. So Nike, I'm thinking about winning. I'm thinking about, you know, having that swoosh on my shirt. And that means I'm serious about what I'm doing. Um, at least in my ecosystem, uh, obviously they've penetrated a lot of different, you know, sub markets. Uh, if I think about Under Armour, uh, you know, the, you know, the pioneering of Under Armour was basically, you know, performance, you know, and functional apparel so you know how does pb 1965 kind of cross between fashion and function you know what i really think of it it's fun it's fun um i think we have a regal logo um i think the logo is and we've been told by the pioneers of vineyard vines that we're the vineyard vines of pickleball okay great analogy but really when you think about it it's fun we're selling fun. It's people hitting a wiffle ball. My goodness. Right. So from a technical standpoint, the apparel should be basically like a, an image of, that they want to portray or, you know, something that they um, feel comfortable in and also maybe a little bit kitschy or a little bit, you know, per, have a personality to it. Not necessarily, hey, if I wear this shirt, you know, I might be able to get this, this uh, you know, wiffle ball over the, uh, you know, net. Um, yes. you know, faster or better. So there may not be a technical apparel component to pickleball versus the racket. We, as I alluded to earlier, we stay away from that kitschy type of slogans, you know. Um, we feel that from the very beginning, I felt like people were very proud of this sport in its embryonic stage. Mm-hmm. And I think as opposed to when people started wearing some clothing, I think uh, people wanted to take on and say, hey, you know what? That's pickleball. It's not tennis. It's not racquetball. It's not squash. And they wanted to be very proud of their sport from the beginning. And that's what we wanted to share with people. Um, pickleball is a great sense of community. That is the word. Sure. And um, we really believe that people are proud to play this sport and they wanted to break away from these other sports and say, no, do you know what? We're a pickleball player because when you really think about it and you just talked about uh, the Nikes of the world and the Under Armors, people can go to a Nike store to an Under Armour store and buy a Nike shirt an Under Armour store shirt for $40. They can go to Bell's or they can go to Ross for dress for less and find almost the exact same shirt for $9. And, Um, I think with PB1965, 
It's, hey, we're a part of something. We are pickleball. We just didn't put a logo on any type of a shirt. You know, even though you can buy the shirt, you can buy a performance shirt anywhere. This logo has a sense of community to it. Got it. You know, I was uh, shocked by the <clears throat> the age range uh, at the U.S. Open. I was there uh, this year. Uh, I was watching 11-year-old kids play, uh, and I was watching – um, you know, some, some of the seniors, uh, playing, you know, two courts down. So when you think about apparel, um, how do you think about pressurizing the entire market or, you know, maybe the, the, you know, adult market, because I got kids, you know, I got my cousins and my nephews that are playing with me. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously as an analogy, you know, Microsoft, let's get the PCs into the elementary schools and the high schools. And then, you know, that's their brand or that's their, their operating system. So how do you think about that strategically? Or is that something that you don't need to think about because the market's growing so quickly? Yeah. Interesting, interesting question and comment. Um, when I started playing this game in 2016, the, the average age I think was probably 60 years old. Right. I was just older people playing. Um, I'm actually going to uh, Boca Raton, Delray, Fort Lauderdale after this um, talk. And you go to the courts there, Delray, which is the Naples of the East Coast of Florida with really strong play. And you go there at nighttime or on the weekends and you find kids that are in their 20s, kids that are in their very early 30s. Um, there are kids that are 13 and 14 years old, and they're all out there playing, and they can really play the game. They're athletes. They come from hockey. They come from baseball. They mm -hmm. fall in love with this sport. Um, so this sport is the on the apparel side, it's just taking on a life of its own, and it's just following the wave, I feel. However, we don't carry a lot of small, small sizes for youths, for the youth, but we're trending in that direction. We really just want to make sure we have our feet on the ground before we venture there. Mm. So you, you mentioned, you know, two, um, you know, elite pickleball players uh, with Simone and with, uh, with Kyle um, in other industries, you know, if I'm going to get uh, an elite NBA player, you know, that's going to cost me seven or eight figures. You know, I'm going to have to, uh, to get Messi to come to the, uh, you know, MSL, he gets a piece of the Apple, you know, uh, media contract. So where do you think the industry is going? And, you know, are they, are the people going to be brand ambassadors like Lululemon? Uh, or are they going to be, you know, names where, Hey, these guys are wearing, you know, PB 1965 and you're paying them like, you know, like a real sponsorship. Do you know, we do not pay anyone anything to wear our apparel. It's just not our model. It okay. stands it stands for itself. It's the people's apparel. Um, it's not Kyle's okay. apparel. It's not Brandy Sussman's apparel. It's the pickleball universe apparel. Um, we have a dear friend of ours. Uh, her name's Eva Welsher. She's the second best senior woman player in the world. She wears our clothes because she loves them. And um, she could come to us and say, Randy, can we receive this? Can we receive that? She doesn't. She loves the clothes. She loves the mission we're on. Um, I call these pro players kids because they're at the age where they could be my kids or my right. friends. 
kids. And I think the sport is still being run a bit like the wild, wild west. Someone just puts a pickleball paddle and a shirt in there in the pickleball business. And I think these young kids, these players, um, they've never experienced um, all of a sudden this, this quick fame that they've achieved. A lot of them were either in college or in school or they had regular jobs or they were tennis pros. Right. Now they're on CBS on a Saturday and Sunday, right? Correct. So it's new to them. And what I find is, and I know firsthand, they'll just go after the first person that offers them $500 or $1,000. Mm-hmm. And maybe now it's the first person that offers them $2,000 or $4,000. Um, there are very few in the whole scope of pickleball that are actually making a living playing pickleball. Right. And you see them on TV, and it's the sport where it's the same people over and over and over again. And there seems to be a, a fair amount of twins that that have gravitated towards the, the doubles games, uh, as I've been, been watching. Let me ask you a question about um, your, your choice to do this. Um if you were to say, hey, I'm going to have a CEO or, or a founder of PB, you know, 1965, they probably don't have a seafood and a ticket background. So do you think that's a benefit to you? Because you're not basically taking a playbook that somebody at, a, at an apparel brand would say, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to, you know, kind of sequentially do something where you're like, look, I'm looking at this with a fresh set of eyes. This is how I, I understand the industry. I understand the community. And I'm going to basically have my own playbook. And it's not the apparel growth plan because you can't take that playbook and lop it onto this industry. Yeah. So that's another great, great question. Thanks. Um, That's why I'm doing this, man. You know, (laughs) I want to get it out of you. I want to get it out of you and have people think about this for their own business. So what I learned, my my family who I worked for coming out of college was Bookbinder Seafood House, a really well-known, a restaurant. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Yeah. And the one, what I learned from my dad is that it takes 25 years to build a brand and it takes three seconds to lose it for it to just go away. um, And so I feel like my experience from there, from working at the restaurant, my experience from Randy's tickets, which was a very successful um, ticket agency. Again, one of the first ticket agencies to be online help me with branding i understand what a brand is mm-hmm. um and again there's more than just a logo on a shirt behind it it's the people that work with you work for you you associate with to build the brand so i believe though all, all that experience i have is what really helped launch this brand and and be as successful as it is That's great. I mean, we've been working in the health club industry. I've been in it since 1999. Uh, And the first deal that I worked on as an investor, part of investment group uh, was Gold's Gym. And I saw what that brand represented uh, to the member base. I saw the Mecca in Venice Beach, the pro shop sales. Um, You know, there's been some copycats, you know, World Gym has, you know, three barbells and a monkey or somebody holding it up, but that's not, that's not Gold's Gym. The powerhouse had somebody with like 500 pounds and like a, a curled, uh, you know, barbell, but that's not Gold's Gym. You know, Gold's Gym 
stands for something. It happens to be uh, founded in 1965 as well. Um, so if you think about pickleball, probably taking a lot longer to to get traction. Um, but I be, believe that this industry and the participation and the community solves a lot of problems that we're trying to solve um, through our investment bank. So the term halo that we use, health, active, lifestyle, outdoors, you know, pickleball basically hits every letter. Um, and these people would be on their couch. These people might take a walk around the block. Um, but I am so pleasantly shocked um, with the people that go out there. There's nobody that goes out there and is, feels intimidated. Um, the people that are good play with people that aren't, and they help them and they compliment them. Um, they say, hey, you're, you're a good athlete. Um, you know, you're going to be good at this sport. And they know you're not good yet. Um, you know, but I feel like it's, it's, it's competitive, but it's not competitive to the point where you don't want all everyone to rise up. And that's what I enjoy about it. Um, as well as in the middle of each match, you know, you, you have to sit with people you have to actually talk to them, um, which people don't do anymore, right? Everyone's on their cell phone. There's nobody really on their cell phone at a pickleball, you know, in, in between matches, which. I think that's a huge opportunity, you know, for people to get their mental health back um, yeah, and their social skills. That's not a question. I'm just an observation. Uh, you know, uh, Gold's Gym, PB1965 and the Grateful Dead all pounded in 1965. Amazing. That's that. Yeah. You go on tour, uh, you know, with, with those three. Uh, the yeah, Dead's girl. actually doing a tour now. They're at, uh, I think they're taking over City Field. I see it. Yes, I see that. Um, I'm not sure when. When do those guys actually stop touring? You know, they might like be have walkers or something. They're like the dead's coming to town. Yeah. I don't really care how old they are. Just make sure that the, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, flash drive is playing the songs. Exactly. Exactly. Make sure they have, like you say, plenty of walkers with tennis balls under the. Yeah. Under exactly. The yeah. But ten percent of tennis balls are for those anyway. Going back to your um, comment. Yeah. Um, again, it brings back the sense of community in pickleball. Um, growing up, I played every sport from hockey to baseball, just to everything. Um, I've never seen a sport with the sense of that word again, community. Um, all my friends now are pickleball players. Um, I don't know what all of these people were doing prior to pickleball. And ask them and know what they were saying, exactly what you alluded to earlier. They were sitting on their couch at home. They were watching TV. Um, but they found this sport that just brings people together. And it's not like tennis where you play your tennis and you go your separate ways. Here you get to know the people. You get to sit down and talk. It's so much fun. You go out to lunch. You go out to dinner. I can't. I've met folks from movie stars to professional athletes right here at the park at the East Naples community park. And you know what, when they come to the park and play, they're just another player. Exactly. Exactly. You know? um, it, it's just, you know, I, I see, I, we, we play regularly with, um, with the actor, Tom Berenger's wife and Tom comes down and watch and he plays himself, you know, professional basketball players, football players that live in this area of Florida. They come in the off season and play. And when they come, it's funny. They're usually, they're used to being at the top of their professions. Right, right. They're humbled. 
And all of a sudden, a 70 or 65-year-old woman takes them out, you know? Right, right. And I think that's really what brings people together. And you know what? There's no time to be on your cell phone when you're playing pickleball. Yeah. It's in the bag and it goes away and that's it. There's no time. You're here for your two hours of fun. You know, the, the with the guys that, that invented pickleball, there are certain things they did probably by accident, but the size of the court, you know, actually almost creates a sense of community with who you're playing against versus a tennis court. Um, you know, if you play in other, any other team sports, you know, it's us against them. And, you know, I feel like, you know, having four courts in the size of a tennis court, you know, creates a community of people um, and they're talking to each other, you know, across the net as well. Um, so last question I have for you is when I went to the first uh, U.S. Open, uh, there was, it was like a trade show, if you will, or, or I don't know what you want to call it, you know, a, yeah. a floor. Um, there are certain groups out there selling uh, the balls, Franklin. Um, there are a couple of other bigger brands like Aloe uh, has, has made a good push into, you know, some of the, the athletes that are doing yoga and also now wearing spandex. You know, everyone's wearing spandex. They make that at any size, it seems. Do you see that these become much bigger, you know, trade show floors? Do you think it kind of stays as like, look, we're going to the U.S. Open. This isn't going to be, you know, like a 50 by 50 trade show booth. Um, you know, we want to keep it as like a cottage industry and make people feel like there's not big brands that are kind of piling in. Um, and does that, what what does that raise for you? Or does that not really concern you? Do you know what? It's just the, it's just the normal evolution. It's just the evolution of the game. You know, when, when you have a, when you have a sport slash game that, 10 million people are playing soon to be 20 million when 40 million people have picked up a paddle all of a sudden there's industry out there and you know monsters monsters of their of their industry are going to get involved when those kind of numbers are playing because they see something and they see a customer Kyle my partner and I and a third partner own the largest indoor pickleball tournament in the country it's called, It's we, we just partnered, actually last year we had it, we had 780 players at the Atlantic City Open at the convention center. Wow. And it was a pickleball tournament, amazing tournament. And we had a vendor village of about a dozen vendors and sponsors. Well, this year we partnered with USA Pickleball and it's a golden ticket um, event to the 2024 nationals. And we've turned it into a pickleball tournament slash trade show where we're expecting about 60 vendors. So now not only play pickleball, visitors will come from all over the country, meet the, the, uh, the apparel folks, meet the paddle folks, meet the people who put the floor down, the pickle rolls, United Pickleball, et cetera. Um, and that's just where the sport is trending. That's great. Uh, we're putting a book together on, on, on pickleball. We're going to send it to you so you can uh, add some of your wisdom to it. We are going to try and uh, maybe get a bus and we'll tour around. So you got a seat on the bus and uh, you know, we'll put the PB 1965, maybe a little gold's gym logo on the back. So that's, cool. that's awesome. Have an invitation. Come to East Naples park and come play. You got it. Look, man, we love what you're doing. We love hearing these stories about going in and seeing an opportunity doing it your way 
um, not somebody else's playbook or how some investor might want you to do it. And, uh, you know, anything we can do to help this industry grow, you know, solves obesity, diabetes, and loneliness. And that's what we're trying to solve by bringing capital, bringing ideas, or bringing people in that could actually make that happen. So great to see you. Thanks for getting on. And uh, we'll see you on the pickleball court. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. Likewise.